Welcome to Category Is. I'm Justin. And I'm Maurice. Welcome to the penultimate episode of Category Is. Penultimate means next to last. Yes, I was going to say tell the people because we all don't have that uh, word sitting in our mental dictionary. Vocabulary. Penultimate. Penultimate. Right, so then the last episode is the ultimate. Yes. Gotcha. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back for another week. It is a hot one here in Philadelphia. Yes, yes. How was your, how was your week? My weekend was okay. It was low key. It was yeah. relaxing. My friend, <laughs> my friend Chad came by the pool on the Sunday. The forecast was supposed to be beautiful. Yeah, but then we got all these afternoon thunderstorms, oh, so it was like in and out, in and out, yeah. trying to dodge the weather because mm-hmm. you know, being in the pool when you got thunder and lightning, it ain't yeah, it ain't you cute. Like it. But we had we had a little cookout. The bugs started to bother me. Um, the heat was starting to bother me, mm-hmm. and I'm just over summer. But you know what? Me too. I know in a few months I'm gonna be wishing that I had a day like this again. So I'm just trying not to complain <laughs> and enjoy what's left. Exactly. And um, yeah, it was a relaxing weekend. Yeah. How about it. your weekend? How was it? My weekend, my week was a lot busier than I usually have. Okay. So on Thursday I flew to Orlando. Yes. For the Podcast Movement Festival. Uh-huh. And I had never flown Frontier before. Child. Have you ever flown Spirit? Never. Okay. Or Ooh. Southwest. Well, you know what? In all fairness, Southwest is not on that level. Oh, okay. Southwest is like a half a notch or a full notch above. Really? But e- even in my opinion, Frontier uh-huh. is a little bit better than Spirit. Really? Worst. I don't know these budget airlines. I'm Child. used to first class. And... Orlando's only a smooth three hours away. But if you ever get there, so Ooh. my flight got delayed so many times that I didn't, we sat on the um, tarmac for like two and a half hours. That's the worst. Yeah. Because they can't put on the air. No. And it gets hot. So hot. Ugh. So uncomfortable and so we're all just sitting there and they said that well first the flight was like a little bit delayed like even pushing back from the gate okay and then the pilot was like all right you know if everyone sits down and we can and we can leave in the next like five minutes you know we'll get on our way and we'll be landing in orlando Mm -hmm. on time (sighs) this the the flight attendant staff was just so i don't know incompetent Okay. The people, it's a certain type of people that, that fly that was, budget. That was the B crew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they did say they had to switch the crew out. Uh huh. That was the B crew yeah. coming through, not the A crew. Not the A team. And then, just, so anyway, we missed our window to take off mm-hmm. because apparently there were like storms in Orlando. And if we, if we took off within a certain window of time, we would land within a certain window right. of time. But we took too long. So we had to like wait. Like mm-hmm. a storm out, basically. Wow. The storm that was coming. So we sat there. I didn't get to Orlando until like about 10 o'clock at night. Damn. I was supposed to get there like really early in the afternoon. And, Damn. you know, like get to the parties and like the networking events for the Aww. conference and things like that. But I got there safely. So yes. it's better to get there late than not at all. So how was your time at the Podcast Movement Festival? It was really, really good. So on Friday morning, I was on the From Gay History to the Gay Future, How LGBT Storytelling Has Found New Voices in Podcasting Panel. And it was hosted by CBC Podcasts, um, which is the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Yes, Canada. Yeah. Hey, and Canada. <laughs> it was hosted by Arif Narani who's executive producer there. And on the panel was Lee Pfeffer, who she's a co-host of History is Gay podcast. Okay. And then there was Connor Wright 
and Christina Friel, who were of the Gay Future podcast. Right. And that's like a narrative podcast. It's like a narrative podcast. Yeah. Like everyone in the future is gay. Is gay. And Clay Aiken's the president. Oh, Clay Aiken. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it's cute. And then there was Trina Wintour and Thomas LeBlanc from Chosen Family out of Montreal. Oh, wait. I just realized what they did. What? Because the title of the the panel was uh-huh. from Gay History to Gay Future. Yeah. So the way you guys were sitting. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cute. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was really cute. Thomas and Trana, they are an interview podcast yes. out of Montreal. They have a lot, of, a lot of guests on there. So it was really good. We got to talk about, like, how we got into podcasting and, you know, what we want to bring to the podcasting community and, like, how our voices are valid and, mm-hmm. you know, need to be heard. And we want to use this platform in order to bring light to the community and it was really really interesting we had a a great turnout we had you know this excellent like questions from the audience and we just got to each kind of give our perspective on how we use our podcast to amplify and uplift our voices in our community it was great that's awesome i think also just the panel looked really good in terms of just an optics point of view in Mm -hmm. terms of the difference in the kinds of podcasts that were mm-hmm, represented definitely as well as you know it was i felt like it's important to have trans people mm-hmm. represented on that platform mm-hmm. also to have gay people of color and mm-hmm. i think that you know i just want to commend you for doing a very good job Aww. in representing you know the, representing the lgbt poc <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also known as black yeah <laughs> well i mean poc is also very well diverse in and of mm-hmm, itself right mm-hmm. It is, but... But I think that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you, Podcast Movement. Yeah, We thanks. look forward to attending next year. Next year's in Dallas. Okay. August 5th through the 8th, I think. Hey, Texas. Yeah. A funny situation happened to me at the airport. What happened? So, I'm sitting at the airport and, you know, like, waiting for my flight to uh-huh. to um, to board and everything. And so, there was um, a flight leaving from, like, the gate across from mine. Uh-huh. And so, I was sitting in, the, in that area because the other area was pretty crowded. So the gay agents were like trying, you know how they like page the the, the passengers, right? And so I, they were like dying laughing, <laughs> and I was like, okay, like what's going on? Like how like hysterical laughing, and so they page this person. Attention, passengers! Could Jenna Tulls come to gate E five? Oh my gosh! And they, Jenna Tulls. Jenna Tulls. Genitals. 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 Yeah. And so the lady comes and she's like so embarrassed. Oh my gosh. Well, she should be. (laughs) She should be. Her name is Genitals. Well, that's her parents' fault. Well, I think it's her married name. Honestly, that would disqualify me from marrying a Tolls. Yeah. Or at the very least. Yeah. She should have kept her maiden name. You know, Cooper Tolls. Something. Ooh. She needs a new name. New name. Yeah. That's your fault. I don't even blame her. I blame her at this point. That was hilarious to me. Mm mm mm. But that was my week. Oh, and then on Sunday, we went to some open houses. My boyfriend yeah. and I. Yeah. So we found a, a suitable residence that oh, we might be pursuing. A suitable home for two. For two. Oh. For now. Are you yeah. looking within the city of Philadelphia? We are. So it's actually not even that far from where we are now. Okay, and cute. And so it's like right down the street, same zip code. Yeah. We were thinking to go to Fishtown, Mm-mm. but... It's, Fishtown is so... Fishtown's kind of right next to, or it's adjacent to Northern Liberties. North, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and years ago, Northern Liberties was kind of booming. Mm-hmm. Um, back in my college days, my girlfriend, she lived in Northern Liberties, in West Northern Liberties. <laughs> Born and, and raised. 
it was a gato. Yeah. It was rough. Because yeah. we used to eat, you know, Brown Betty cupcakes mm-hmm. and sip Andre. When they right were across, good, yeah. yeah, right across from the projects. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, it's developed. And now it's like yeah. fully gentrified yeah. with the piazza mm-hmm. and like just all those beautiful all the, homes yeah. over there. Um, Where all the fake hipsters live. Right. You know, because you're not hipster if you got mm-hmm. like, you a know, six and seven figure income. Yeah. But whatever. But then I feel like Fishtown has a little bit more authenticity in terms of the hipsterness. But when I was oh. looking to move, I was kind of investigating the, the Fishtown area. Uh-huh. One parking is horrible. Horrible, yeah. The thing I look for where I live is I want to be like able to feel very bougie and gentrified. Yeah. But I also want to go to the bodega and get a chopped cheese sandwich. <laughs> like I want to be able to like be adjacent. You know, that's nah, why I used to live yeah, nah. where I lived. No, you lived more than adjacent. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> what I'm, you know, for me, with the problem with Fishtown is, is that one day I went to a restaurant uh, and I won't Which name one? the restaurant. Oh, okay. Well, I'll name it because the restaurant was fine itself. Uh-huh. It was Cedar Park Cafe. Right Ooh, across I love local Cedar pa- Park. Right across from local Local Pez, Pez yeah. The taco and, place. Right. And I was sitting in the restaurant. All the other patrons uh-huh. were white. There well, was no yeah. other POC. No, not, no other Asian, no other Latina, no other, you know, Middle Eastern. Nobody with like a drop of melanin in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then I, then I further noticed the only people who worked in the restaurant, because I was kind of there doing a shift change. Oh, okay. All the black people who worked in the restaurant were mm-hmm. back of the house, and all the front of the house people were white. Uh, and I was like, now, see, this is some neighborhood I want to live in. And mm-hmm. this is not, you know, an indictment of Fishtown, but then Fishtown kind of butts up against Kensington, yeah. and it gets very white. Meth-y up in there. Well, my thing with Fishtown is there's no parking. And yet, parts of it are very gentrified, mm-hmm. but then there's lots of parts that are not. Right. And like your, you know, these listings are like 700, 800,000, and it's right next to like the hood. a meth den. Ooh, after we wrapped recording last week, there was like a shooting or something? Yeah, in like Nice Town. That's way. In Nice Town. Yeah, that's there. about like Max's off of like Broad and Erie. Yeah, it's way North Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. let's hop into the next segment of the show. What you drinking? So this week we um decided to delight you all in one last summer cocktail. Because the summer is pretty much almost over. It's a wrap for her. Yeah, yeah. I think we're all done with her. It's time for her to go. As a matter it's of fact, too hot. my car <laughs> has run out of Freon. And my ghetto ass was like... Well, you know, the fall is about to be here. I only got to run the air for maybe three more weeks at best. Maybe I could just sweat it out. But no, <laughs> so I'm going to get on because it is so hot up in my car. The air is blowing, but it's not cool. But back to what you're drinking for this week. This week, we hit you guys with one last tropical cocktail before we get into our fall series. <laughs> this is a Mezcal Mai Tai. What's in this? One part Mezcal. But Mezcals are kind of like a smoky tequila. Yeah. One part dark rum. Mm-hmm. We use Bacardi here. Bacardi. Yes. We used um, two parts pineapple juice. And then... <laughs> what? Nothing. Well, I'm just saying, I'm looking at a mathematics. So like a fourth rum, well, a fourth of Mezcal. And then the pineapple juice. Okay. And then we put um, an orange slice in there, a maraschino cherry, and then you just take a little bit of the maraschino, mara, well, how do I say it? Maraschino. Maraschino cherry, cherry. syrup. You need to put yours down. You and just hear. drop it in there. This is only my second one. Uh-huh. This is actually one of my favorite cocktails that we've had in a long really? while. Because you know what? The, I think that the sweetness of the pineapple juice with the smokiness of like the mezcal yeah. gives it a nice complexity, but mm-hmm. it's still refreshing and it tastes very tropical. Yeah, yeah, but it's it different than like a margarita. It's kind of like a... 
different take on like a tequila sunrise almost. right yeah. right yeah. exactly because instead of the grenadine you got the cherry right juice and... it's really and it, and it also looks very pretty yes yeah, so you guys at home make you a mezcal mai tai courtesy of category is yes check out the recipe on our instagram at category is pod yes let's hop into the categories for this week all right category is Petty LaBelle. <laughs> there is currently a petition that is going around online that is advocating for Fifth Avenue between 56th and 57th Streets in New York City okay. to be renamed President Barack Hussein Obama Avenue. <laughs> Thus far, the petition has gained 400,000 signatures. Oh, okay. What's on that block? That block is home of the Trump Tower residences, Mm -hmm. I believe. So I just think it is ultimate, ultimate petty that Trump Tower will now potentially be on President Barack Hussein Obama Avenue. Yeah. I think it should be, you know, a lot further down from Malcolm X Avenue. Ooh, you don't want to be on Malcolm X. I mean, that's all the way up in Harlem now. Yeah, we Manhattan girls. Shot. He's yeah. the president. You know, he is certified. But I think it's just really on fifth between 56. Like, why that particular block? Well, who organized this petition? I, uh, it's, it's a move on petition. Oh, okay. Change it was launched over. by a woman named Elizabeth Rowan mm-hmm. in October. And thus far, it's gained 400,000 signatures, and people are. That's all it? October of last it. year? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, things take time to get viral in this world we live. But Obama Avenue is the thing. They're trying to really make it happen. Child. Would you Almost sign the petition year. right outside of Trump Tower? One of his residences where Melania lived. That's where she cooped up. <laughs> when, 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 when they first got in office. Yeah. She was like, I'm not coming down from here. Child. Uh, mess. I'm not signing that petition. But it's petty. See, I want to sign it because it's petty as hell. Sign it. I think I'm going to sign it. Go to moveon.org and find the Obama (laughs) Avenue petition. And I encourage all of you to sign it because I just think that is ultimate petty. It just brings me joy. Do they have a GoFundMe? That mm-hmm. I do See, that's not what they need. know. That's what they need. You know, and Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York City, is running for president. Oh, no, not <laughs> so for much know, longer. Child. <laughs> is he even qualified for the next I round of debates? I do not think so. Has he gotten the percentage in the votes and the coins? Uh, I think he's got the donors. He, probably, he definitely doesn't have the Only reason votes. I like him is also the reason I don't like him. Which is? Cheryl. His black wife. Mm-hmm. Girl, bye. His bisexual black wife. Ooh. You know she's bisexual. Mm, I don't be in all their business. Oh, like I be that. in their business like that. Mm-hmm. But they also be telling their business to the news. Well, and a black son with the afro. Well, he used the black son in the first debates, and mm-hmm. people ate him alive. Child. But no, ma'am. All right. Well, speaking of petty, that takes us to our next category. Mm-hmm. Category is Colin Kaepernick. Oh. So, in the news recently, Sean Corey Carter. Also known as Beyonce's (laughs) husband. Also known as Blue Ivy's father. Also known as Mr. Knowles. Yeah. Actually, didn't he hyphenate his name? He did, actually. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. His name is Sean Knowles Carter. Carter, yeah. And her name is is Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter. Yeah. But I think that also within the... It's my understanding that when you have a hyphenate name, it's the last name that's controlling. So it's still Carter. But I think it would have had more significance if he would have balanced the patriarchy, if he would have been Sean Carter Knowles. But then they would both have different, different last, last names, names, and then what do you name the kids? And then, so right. what are the kids? Are the kids Carter? Or are they Knowles The kids Carter? are just Carter. They're just Carter. Right. Eh, well, I guess. 
Blue Ivy Carter and Sir and yeah, Sir. And but I think as a, I think as a symbolic gesture for a man in this patriarchal society to adopt his wife name. His name well, is Sean Knowles Carter. Yeah, because I used to work for um, a guy, and he and his wife they couldn't decide if she, like she was going to take his mm-hmm. last name or she was going to keep her maiden name or right. whatever. So they compromised and they both hyphenated their last name. Before we get into the full category, let's uh-huh. have a little sidebar because once without divulging or breaking confidentiality, I had mm-hmm. clients who were um, lesbians and they um, did not hyphenate names or adopt each other's names. What they did was they took um, like parts of each of their surnames no, and join them together no, to create ma'am. a new name. No, I'm good. Now, is that something you would do? No, definitely not. If your last name is Jenkins and the <laughs> other ones is Jones, you'd be Jenk Jones or no, something thanks. like that. Or Jenk Jones. No, that's corny. Like, what I'm not willing to do is I'm not going to give up my last name. Because okay, that's going to be my name since I was born. Well, and that's going to be my name when I die. What I'm willing to do mm-hmm. is hyphenate. But I'm strong in a position that my name will be the second of the hyphenate. See, or, you have control issues. Though. I do have control issues. But, but but I think the problem comes into play when you do have children, right? Because that kind well, of complicates things. It does. You have to make a decision at some point, like who's last or what's the last name going to be. Like, it doesn't have to be one or the other. You can hyphenate, right. which mm, I don't really like. But there's but still then, an order. There's still like a... a uh, a dominance within the hyphenation. But it doesn't, that doesn't, doesn't really matter. It does to me. Uh, I guess. But what but, I'm not willing to do is create a whole new name yeah, because that ties me lose, to nothing. You lose both of the histories and the of heritage. Your name. Yeah. So it's like. Mm, but I guess there's some stupid. beauty in creating something new. But no, but because that... then you become a completely. It's like you're creating a completely different house on right. Game of Thrones. Right. Being from the South, your name matters. It means. It's like your identity. It's part of your identity. Right. And I think that I would I would never give up my last name. Well, I wouldn't say give it up. I would never lessen my last name by, you know, mixing the first three letters of mine with the last seven of yours or however you want right. to do that. I would not I would never do that because you, what you become or what it becomes is something that is not representative of either one of you. Right. So, and child, with the divorce that, weight, the divorce okay. rate set up the way it is, and okay. that baby's gonna have a yeah. short shelf life. Okay. Okay. But mm. yeah, so I'm not So doing would that. you hyphenate? I would not hyphenate. I would just we just each keep our own last name. That's what I feel. Yeah, that's what I feel. I'm like we, we can be married, we can be coupled, yeah. but I'm me, you're you. Yeah, and that doesn't because the taking of someone's last name or even the hyphenating of someone's last name is very heteronormative. It's heteronormative. And it's patriarchal. Not, yeah, yeah. And the jig is up. We're two men, pretty much. So it's just like. But I then, would, what would your household be called? Like, what if you wanted to have an estate? What would the estate to be called? I haven't thought that far ahead yet. Okay, but see, I'm already when there. you do have a kid, you do kind of have to think about that because, like, you know how like when you have or you you know have your short list of names or mm-hmm. like whatever you want to name your kid, a first names, first names, yeah. And so the names that I had on my short list for my kids went with your surname. No, well, not even that. They just won't even match they won't go with his mm-hmm. last name or any kind of you know combination or whatever of his last right. name so i have to now i'm thinking like what 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 would you what do? We do in that situation See, my, my my problem's always okay the kids are sick or there's a pta meeting or there's something at school no because they can always be on the list of contacts 
Right. But I feel like, and, and I feel like maybe this is more of an issue when I was coming up as a kid mm-hmm. and not so much anymore because of how because blended now, families are. Well, even, yeah, because like, Jamal don't really necessarily have his father's last right. name. I mean, I mean, without, I, mean I, I have my mother's, I have my mother's maiden name mm-hmm. as my, well, that's her name now, but I have, that's my surname. Yeah. You know? And Hannah, you know, her mom might be on her third husband. So it's like, you know, right. she might not have. So I think it's not a thing. That's, it's not, not it's anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. I think at one point in time. It was. It definitely. was. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's not as big of a deal. Mm-hmm. No, okay. Not anymore. But yeah, I don't like that made-up name shit. Yeah. All right. Well, sorry. Back to the category. Oh, I'm sorry. Back to. I just thought that was an interesting <laughs> conversation. It was. Especially as gays. Yeah, because like, we do have to think about that. Right. And I don't think a lot of people. Because straights kind of have like this, you know, patriarchal, mm-hmm. heteronormative yeah. plan that they just get to land to. They don't even have to think about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, genital should have thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> Carol, you need to go down to the courthouse. Girl. And get that changed. She should have hyphenated. Okay. Something. So anyway, Jay-Z is in the news because it was announced that he accepted a deal with the NFL okay. to have some kind of partnership. So Roger Goodell, he announced a partnership between the NFL and Jay-Z and Rock Nation. And it's going to be part entertainment, part activism. And involve the NFL's Inspire campaign to promote criminal justice reform, criminal justice reform, and better police community relations. Okay. So then your boy, Colin Kaepernick, who was the whole kneeling mm-hmm. campaign, the whole sacrifice, mm-hmm. what what is it? Give up something, sacrifice something, even if it means a stand for something, even even if it means. I don't know. Whatever. That I don't was. know. Either. That Nike campaign. Okay, I guess. Yeah. And so he took to, well, his girlfriend first took to Twitter and social media mm-hmm. to call out Jay Z and, you know, say that he was a sellout and to say that he, um, basically, he used to support Colin and the whole kneeling movement. And then now he's entering in a partnership with the NFL. Okay. Yeah. I don't know much about the NFL. I don't care much about the NFL. Only if the Super Bowl halftime show is like popping, which it usually is not. And not for nothing, but I think who did, who did the Super Bowl halftime show this past year? Mm, See, Justin even, Timberlake? Don't even remember. Was it Justin Timberlake? Or was that two years ago? Or was it Maroon 5? It was Maroon 5. Okay. Justin Timberlake Snort. was like right before. Right. Chris Martin, remember he had Beyonce and Bruno Mars. Yeah. Oh yes, I thought that was Beyonce's. Well, we all it should have because that's what she came out with the formation. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then it was Lady Gaga. Mm Mm-hmm. And then was it Katy Perry? It was Katy Perry. She was cute only because she had she had Missy and she had Lenny Kravitz. And then she had the Left Shark. (laughs) I I mean, I I wish Lenny Kravitz would have just worn his tight leather pants that day. You know. That Because then that would have neutralized a lot of the Janet issues. Because I think well, America will probably, probably not. America would probably find a nipple more offensive than a penis. I know I would. Oh. Especially Lenny's. Well, I'm trying to be Zoe's stepfather. Unless. I understand that, you know, Colin Kaepernick had this whole 
movement and moment with the whole kneeling and like all of that. But Colin, girl, says you don't even work there anymore, right? So you can't be upset that somebody else got something going on with them. That's like me showing up at Banana Republic and like trying to tell them how to fold the sweaters. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, that has nothing to do with you anymore, right? Like, you just got a payout of like over what ten. 12 15 million dollars i don't know how much she was paid well she got enough nice coin okay that's gonna last longer than that unemployment ever would but i'm like what are you doing now find Mm -hmm. something else to do like you can't sit here and the nfl doesn't owe you anything Mm -hmm. like you can't try to dictate every single thing that goes on somewhere where you don't work anymore are you just trying to jockey and trying to get sympathy and trying to push you know this internet furor to like ride that wave ride the wave and then also like it was announced that jay-z might be um like getting a part ownership in like one of the teams Mm -hmm. so are you trying to like manipulate the situation to get back into the nfl because now jay-z is gonna be part owner he's gonna have this you know effective cancellation because everyone's been like pretty much canceling him on social media because really of this. yeah well you know what this and is my, like this is my problem I, no but i feel like colin is probably just trying to use the social media and the internet and the sean kings of the world to like get back mm-hmm. somewhere where he's no longer hot like is you sean haven't king, played in how long is sean king black allegedly he is but i think he's like some well, Rachel Dolezal. send us your, your ancestry yeah i think he's Rachel Dolezal, me. You know? i mean and not that that matters but this biracial man felt as though he could use his privilege of his light skin mm-hmm. right to advocate on behalf of kneeling during the national anthem to bring awareness to this state of police brutality no team no shade <laughs> were there were there any non-biracial black men doing so no because there's certain complexities within doing that Right, like so, so there were there's, what? A, there's complexities within so doing no, that. no non biracial black men were kneeling for the anthem. I mean, none. Not, I'm not saying none, none, but not to the level and the notoriety that Colin Kaepernick. Well, that's because he's the quarterback of the 49ers. What does that mean? The quarterback is the most is that the one that throws position. the ball? Yes, okay. And the 49ers has won multiple Super Bowls, so they have, and that's the gay team, huh? That's the, the, the San Francisco's gay. The team's not. Oh, okay. Well, they're golden burgundy. Because colorism no, because... Is, is, is a big issue within our community. Let's just be straight. No, because they... You think trying to they prove something? They benefit from it. They benefit from it. But then they want to turn around and say that, oh, well, no, I'm an advocate for everyone. No, you're not. Because had you been four shades darker, no one would be paying you that much attention that's what i'm saying so, that's not i'm saying that but no, they use but their they, privilege they use it to their advantage they're not using it to bring any any like sean king is you're questioning if he's even black or even part black all these other people biracial or whatever you can't sit here and say that their struggle is harder or no whatever than someone who's dark-skinned because if no, these people but, were dark-skinned they might not have been afforded all of these opportunities correct that their light skin afforded but this them. is a difference in our podcast like straight up if y'all go to our you know mm-hmm. our media kits if y'all go on our Instagram social media maurice you're a darker-skinned man mm-hmm. i presently am darker-skinned Mm-mm-mm. well medium don't do that what no i have a good tan right now mm, okay well the thing with colin kaepernick for me is is I 
feel like within the black community as a whole mm-hmm. in the Twitterverse is that people are reacting to Jay-Z and canceling him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's necessarily justified because I feel like they're biting off their nose to spite their face. Is that the phrase? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say. It's cutting off your nose. Cutting off your nose to spite mm-hmm. your face. Because how do you bite your own nose? That's true. Okay. But then I saw an interview with Jay-Z when, he, mm-hmm. when they said, well, Jay-Z, would you kneel or stand? Yeah. And he said... Well, I think we're done kneeling. We're past, I think we're past, we're kneeling. past kneeling. And I feel like, you know, Jay-Z is in a position to now take action. Because who else? What other black owners of NFL teams are there? But today we have modern forms of slavery, right? That can be visualized in the prison industrial complex, right? Where black um, men are incarcerated for the crimes that white people are at much longer sentences and the in the incarceration of prison labor and such like that. I mean, I've read but, lots of books on that. But also within the entertainment arena when it comes to athletics. I mean, these men are literally working on a field. And getting paid owners. millions of dollars. They are getting it. paid million dollars off so, it for no. it. They are. You can, but I'm saying no. but but, but there's 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 some analogous There's not. Colin is missing the mark for me because it's like you have how many black men in the NFL mm-hmm. and I feel like it's it the majority have, of the league. Am yo, I safe in saying that? I would say that, yeah. It's definitely some form of minority. And yeah, it didn't work out for you and you wanted to make this statement mm-hmm. and you did. Good for you, Colin. You did that. But did, but he, did do, he play to the end? Huh? Did he play the long game? Well, they cut his game all the way off. Ooh. And so... You can't sit here and say that now you have the authority because I think that's what it is. He wants to have the power to dictate and wants the NFL and Nike and every other black person who even is doing the halftime show. Because remember the whole thing when ASCP Rocky or Kylie Jenner's baby daddy was trying to do that's the Travis halftime. Scott, I learned. Yeah, when he was trying to do the halftime show last time, and he was even donating his his um, earnings to charity. Mm-hmm. And Colin Kaepernick and Nessa girl down on the Twitter, his girlfriend had so much to say about it. Like you don't get to dictate every single action right. that the NFL makes. You don't get that, that. You don't do that anymore. I you don't even that do that as a quarterback. Is, like you dictate what plays you run on actually the coach does that but Mm -hmm. you run the plays on the field but you don't get to manage and manipulate everything that this entirely does and And that's where it falls off for me and you can't do that like nike was trying to put out some shoes the betsy ross shoes for the fourth of july Mm -hmm. betsy ross yeah she made the flag the yeah the original american flag well she ain't designed it she just sewed it basically but she's a seamstress that's fine but he had a problem with that and so they canceled the entire line of shoes he had a problem with travis scott performing mm-hmm. at the super bowl so travis scott had to quote unquote get his approval mm-hmm. to perform and then donate his money to say that hey i'm not even gonna profit off of this right. colin you don't get that anymore like but you i don't think have that, that. But i think that kind of begs the question of what does modern day activism look like right because for no. example no no seriously this is a this is a a good discussion to have live on the podcast now because for me activism i think that especially people of our generation we mm-hmm. grew up with you know the martin luther king that there was this central pinnacle well we didn't grow up with him but we we heard i have a dream speech right. he was put on this pedestal he was idolized as leading this movement mm-hmm. and i felt like that major civil rights movements had this singular leader when was and the that, last time you saw colin marching for anything okay he sits but, up in his right. ivory tower with nessa and right. they stay on twitter because right, they're both not unemployed March, right but let, but let me finish my point okay because i felt like you know at least the way i viewed it was that 
because, you know, we read white history books, was that Martin Luther King was the one to be um, heralded or celebrated because he had a much more, a less radical, rather, approach to gaining civil rights than Malcolm X, per se, right? Like, Malcolm, uh, Malcolm X, when I was growing up, was like the black people's, black man, radical one, whereas Martin mm-hmm. Luther King was, you know, I have a dream and all that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I educated myself more in my collegiate years, I kind of was like, no, I was, I was more aligned with the views of Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. Um, but even going further into that, it's for me, I feel like even today, you look at who's the leaders of Black Lives Matter? No one really knows, right? Wow. And I feel like if the if a movement has no leader, I think that's kind of our generation's response to, well, we don't want the Martin Luther Kings, right? Because we also know Martin Luther King was not a saint. Wow. At all. Mm-hmm. Some said he was a pimp. Every saint has a past. Black Lives Matter movement was started by, you know, um, you know, queer women of color. But then, you know, it's also, we live in a social media age where, you know, you have DeRay McKessons who wear these tired blue vests they and it's like the dirty. marketing of themselves. Yeah. And it's supposed, how much of activism now is about self-celebration exactly. through sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Mr. Kaepernick mm-hmm. feels like he made the ultimate sacrifice. Of, no, he still got paid. Of, you know, messing up his career. But my thing is, I think you got a college degree from somewhere. You can go <laughs> work at somebody's grocery store, somebody's something. accountant's office or doing something else. Yeah. But I feel like now he has this whole position of like kiss the ring. And right. bow down I'm to me, and that. I have to dictate. Mm-hmm. But like Jay Z said, like okay, you you started some mm-hmm. you started something, mm-hmm. and you made yourself a martyr. But I feel like martyrs don't then get to dictate, like how the the course and the right. progression of things go. Right. You decided to 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 you know be a martyr, mm-hmm. and now you're done. Yeah, like that's the time's up, girl. Martyrdom is literally like killing yourself for a yeah. cause. So you killed your career for a cause. Mm-hmm. Now you don't get to. To play this game right and i still respect what Kyler kaepernick sacrificed and did mm-hmm. but now i'm kind of looking at him like all right i really support jay-z and at the end of the day like why are people acting surprised like jay-z is a capitalist he's about getting that money getting that he's check. about you know having all these black babies running around on the forbes list and my thing is is people need to stop and pause and recognize the system that we're operating in you know uh... because because at the end of the day Colin kaepernick is not going to bestow more Equality. For me personally, I believe that one of the ways to get social equality is through economic equality because that's what mm. runs America at the end of the day. I know it sounds harsh. Well, and I know it Colin sounds bad. Colin would have had that if he kept working and getting more money. But would he have? I'm talking about, but, but now Jay Z is on a level of the owners. You see what I'm saying? Mm. It's, it's, it's levels. It's levels to this. He's on some Stephen Ross type shit. But he's on that Equinox owner type shit. You know, but, he's thinking the next level. But now we have someone in the NFL who could advocate. But and you he, have someone and that's his position. Who, but you have someone who feels like he's owed whatever. My that's thing, fine. You can feel that, but you don't get to dictate everything else. Like they have to run every decision by you. Hey, Colin, that's what we saying. wanna we wanna serve pork hot dogs at the Ooh, in the is he, is he Muslim? No, oh. we want to serve, we want to serve pork hot dogs in the stadiums. Well, you know, black people got hypertension. You can't do that. Oh, well, Colin said we can't do that. So it's like you can't dictate all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you need to, you know, bow out, find another cause because Jay-Z is in here. Like you said, he's going to try and he's taking action. Yeah, he's going to try and activate the cause and do what he can from the inside or he's trying to get that check. But. Because I heard it's just like the entertainment and stuff. So like he's picking the people who do the halftime show, right? But in the activism, and the, and the messaging. I mean, maybe. I mean, but think about his wife, right? She's 
who, you know, I herald and I love Beyonce, yes. the Queen Bee. I mean, but she made a mark with doing that, the, the imagery of the Black Panther Party when she performed at the Christmas She was Martin also trying show. to sell them albums, too. She was, because Formation was coming out. Cause, mm-hmm. but, but my thing is, is at what point does activism and capitalism intersect? But I also understand why people sometimes have um, skepticism when the two intersect because no. I feel like act, people feel like activism is supposed to be this pure thing that's untouched. But nowadays it's not. Because we operate in a capitalist society. Because now you have hashtags that have CEOs and you have Twitter accounts that are worth millions. Right. I understand, Colin, you're trying to get a check somewhere. You're trying to get some clicks somewhere. Right. But don't try and knock this man down because he's trying to get paid too. But also, I really hope that he can kind of liven up the halftime show. Maybe we can get, re- maybe get a Rihanna. Mm-mm, she ain't doing we- that. But I'm thinking she probably would now because she turned it down. No. Because they wanted her to do Rihanna- it instead of Maroon 5. But I think Rihanna's done with music anyway. Because she <laughs> she's pulling like a Jessica Simpson. Like, yes. I don't have to put out no more music. Right. I can get all this money. And Jessica Simpson could sing. Rihanna can't. No, man. <laughs> but, but, but given, she could sing better than Rihanna. That's not saying much. <clears throat> Still. At all. <laughs> Jessica Simpson, could, she, could, she could hold, too. Oh, okay. You know, Christina Aguilera was to the Britney Spears, but Jessica Simpson was to the Mandy Moore. Mm-mm. Yes, yes. No, ma'am. Christina can't sing? Mandy Moore ain't even acting no more. Right. I mean, singing no more. Singing no more. Exactly. Because she was never a singer, darling. Yeah, that's true. Organizations that are anti-black might pull in a black person for sake of diversity and inclusion. But then, are their tenets, are their beliefs really about that real diversity and inclusion or are they just getting a black person to be the the face or the puppet and then they're but we won't know that and we won't know right. that for a while and, and my so thing is do you take a chance everyone, on action or do you take a chance on kneeling but for everyone to be so up in arms today and the man just like the ink is still wet on the deal mm. give it some time but Colin, but did you hear the shade about case? he told Jermaine Dupri not yeah, to, not get to, to take deal. the same deal like last year? The but year also, no Tino like chases to try to compare J- Jermaine Dupri, who couldn't even maintain a relationship with Janet Jackson. They or did for like Def a decade. Jam. Don't do that. I'm just saying. I think I think that Jermaine Dupri and Sean Carter are two different level of businessmen. Well, Jermaine Dupri is more of a like producer. He's more like behind the scenes, whereas Jay Z is the artist, so he's like the visual. So I but do Jay Z is a businessman. But I do think it but I think it makes more sense for Jay Z because he's so much in front of the camera. Right. In front of the mic. Right. Whereas Jay um the optics. Jermaine is more like, you know, he's gonna work these pro tools and Ooh. pump you out a hit. Right. But Jay Z is more like a face, he's more of a name. Mm-hmm. He's married to Beyonce, Beyonce, you know, so he's a like, formidable rapper. Um, he used to be. Well, I mean, used to be. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. on somebody's top fifty list. Well, Mariah made him hot because nobody was checking for him before Heartbreaker. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, child. Well, going from um, you know Jay Z trying to give a black reboot to the NFL, there's another reboot that I'm really, really excited for because his crazy ass sister-in-law. Song, what's it called? The show tune. This is a little song that they play at the beginning of the little, you know, show. The, <laughs> the theme song. The theme song. Yes. Okay. Proud Family's coming back. I don't. Okay, you did not watch Proud Family. No. I'm pretty proud. I'm cute and I loud and I got it going on. Mm-mm. You ain't no DJ name. I only know La Cienega. La Cienega Boulevard is uh-huh. yes. Okay, so 
I grew up in the time of the Proud family. Mm. And I know Maurice has had his eyes at what I said on the reboots in yeah, previous I episodes. Them. I hate them. But this is a reboot that I am welcoming nah, with no open thanks. arms. Because to me, Proud Family was a dynamic black family. To me, I feel like the most influential sitcom families that there were was probably like the Cosbys. Mm-hmm. And then the Proud Family. <laughs> no, man. The Winslows. Oh, the Winslows. From okay, the Winslows. Okay, the Winslows. Okay, the, I'll give you the Winslows. Okay. The Cosby's, the Winslows, and then the Proud family. Oh, okay. And I'm not a cartoon person, but I love Penny Proud. I loved... It was just a really good show for my... Like, I wasn't even a child. I was like an early... I was a tween, if mm-hmm. you will. But I'm just excited for it to come back. But I'm really just hoping that... Um, Solange will get to remix the new theme song because that was her first number one hit. Really? Well, it wasn't the number one, but it was okay, her first was number one in my heart. Okay. But you um, never watched the Penny Proud show? No. With um, Kayla, what was her name? Kayla Pratt. Kayla Kyla Pratt. Pratt. Kyla Pratt. Yeah. Kyla Pratt, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-mm. Oh, it's such a good show. I never watched that. Will you watch the new one? No. It's going to be on the Disney streaming service. I, I don't have that, that, so I probably won't be watching it yeah. either. Is it going to be live action? Leg. No, it's going to be cartoon, <laughs> I believe, not live action. But if they did have live action, they should get um, Martin's wife, um, Ooh. Gina, to, Ooh, play, to play the mother. Mm. Yes, she was fashioned after. Really? Yes. Oh. I feel like, Who did the voice? Um, oh, okay. Hold on a second. The mother, her name was Trudy Proud. She was played by Paula Jai Walker. Oh, I love her. Dad, From, you know her? No. She was in... Friday, she was the girl with the long braids and the nails. Okay. Okay, anyway, Okay, sorry. that's Many Women in Friday. Okay. And the Oscar Prob was voiced by Tommy Davidson. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I just, I just love that show. I'm excited for it to come back. I might have to get Disney streaming to I see won't. it. I will not. All right, well, mm-hmm. yeah, it was like a really good cartoon that taught kids, like, you know, things about race and gender and sexuality. Ooh, uh-uh, that's too much. It addressed a lot of issues in a mm-hmm. fun and approachable way. Mm-hmm. And also a uniquely black lens. So okay. I loved it. And I, I'm here for it. Good. Good. All right, you. child. Well, let's get to the next segment of the show. So that takes us to our realness topic of the week. So I don't know if you've seen this, but there's a new dating show okay. on MTV, which I thought they just played um, Teen Mom mm. and uh, reruns of Jersey Shore. <laughs> but, um, so anyway, so they have a new s- season of call of a reality series called Are You the One? Okay. It's like a dating show. All right. I've never seen it. I don't know. Is it like people. Next? Next is my favorite dating Who? show. You remember no, the dating show no, Next no, no. where yeah, the people yeah, yeah. would be on the bus uh-huh. and they would come out yeah. and be like, Next. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that, that was that, the, that's the original Thank You Next. Yeah, that was a groundbreaking show. That was amazing. Yeah. I always wanted to go on Next. Oh, yes. So Are You the One? is making um, headlines for their upcoming season, which mm-hmm. is going to feature an all-queer cast. What does queer mean in this case? So there's going to be 16 contestants, and every one of them is open to dating a person of any gender. Okay. So apparently it's like kind of like a blind dating show where you have to find your perfect match within <laughs> the cast of people. And so they put, you know, everyone together. And Uh if you, like, match up with the person that, like, these producers and psychologists said that you would be your perfect match, then you Uh win. You win a million (laughs) dollars. 
Bitch, just tell me on who wants to be a millionaire. Okay. So, yeah. See, this so they, is my problem, uh-huh. right? Because I feel like you, we've all heard of the Kinsey scale, right? Right. And they say on a scale of what? Zero or to, to six. Or is it one to six? Mm, I thought it was a ten. I could be wrong. All right, one to ten. I know mm-hmm. it's an even number. Oh. That... That's piece. Some people are fully, fully, fully straight. Like your five, yeah. Some people are like fully, fully, fully gay. Mm-hmm. But most people mm-hmm. fall somewhere in the spectrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I fall somewhere in the spectrum. Mm. What, bitch? <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. Well, there's been lots of developments that we could talk about off air. Ciao, bye. Anyway. What? Mm, keep going. I mean, I ain't gonna lay with no lady, but I find lady parts. I'm attracted to lady parts. Like their hair and their nails and their, their outfits and their breasticles and labias. Anyway, but anyway, but you know that's that's TMI. I'm not gonna share that. <laughs> but there, there's a new trend within the gay porn industry that has caught me by surprise, if you will. Um, <laughs> but what I'm saying here is is that um, I feel like all 20 contestants, or however many people there are, 16, 16 contestants rather, should all be like dead in the center, because then it's just like. I know if I went on that show, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be looking at the men's. Right, because they say they have a range of fluidity. But see, see they have queer, they have polyamorous, they have bisexual, pansexual, non-binary, and trans. I don't know. Maybe because I'm a gay man and I have a lot of experience with men, I feel like men are either. And and I might get pushed you back will. from this. Yeah, don't do that. No, no, I'm gonna do it. But um, I feel like I feel like I I don't know too many men who are yeah. pansexual or demisexual or what was the other sexual, omnisexual. <laughs> no, no, what was it? Bi, trans. I know some men who are bisexual, polyamorous, pan and non-binary. But all pan and non-binary. Mm-hmm. I feel like those, at least in my very limited experience, are monikers or labels that are more that women oftentimes more embrace. I find that men are either gay, straight, bisexual, or just like men who have sex with men. Mm. Right? But I also base it in like, could I have sex with a woman? Sure. But no. I can't. No, you cannot. I could. Girl, bye. With some Viagra? What? Okay. What'd you say? Nothing. It's not an even playing field. To you, the question is, would you go on a reality dating show? A gay reality dating show, yes. Not that mess. Finding Prince Charming. Remember that show? With that guy? Yeah. Oh my God. With that face. Mm. His face was so Botox. Yeah. His body was nice, but he oh, had saw... all kind of fillers. And... He was. He also filled himself with some things, Ooh, too. A mess. What was his name? Robert. Robert Sepulveda. Oh, Sepulveda. Mm-hmm. Child, I'm filling Junior. Oh, oh, oh. I hope he does his father proud. <laughs> but would I go on a dating show? No. Just because I don't you think... You should. Ooh, don't do that. What? I don't know. It's just not me. I feel like love and finding someone should be serendipitous. Ciao, bye. It, it is 2019. <laughs> but, on, but Serendipity has come and gone. But also on a dating show, it's not about, you know, this is not, you know, find your next love race. <laughs> or, you know, this, this is top model. This is RuPaul's Drag Race. This is a competition. It's not a sorority. This is not a sorority, in the words of Ebony, from season one of America's <laughs> Next Time. This is not a sorority. This is the model competition. But I feel like when you put the element of competition in it, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't make it real. 
Right, because you know, there's and like all are, kinds of studies that say that people aren't, they don't care anything about like the person at the end. It's right. just about beating the beating other the people other in the competition. Yeah. Right, and I don't think that love really truly works that way because you're, uh, one, A, are you being your authentic self? Could be. Is that person being their authentic selves? Because Probably not. What, what person has thirty people pining over them? And you making out with them every single and, week? Like it's, that's just, it's just not real world. And I'm more concerned about authenticity and attraction. So you never had people. to, in the real world, compete with somebody else to get some guy's attention, darling. No, just Ciao bye. Night, darling. girl. Bye. Do you see me? <laughs> I compete with nobody. Girl, okay. They might be my competition, but I'm mm, no one's okay. competition. Okay. And but also, but no, truly, as as an Aries, like I'm very much like, all right, well, if you want the other person, please go have them, because I'm secure and solid in what I got, and I know they don't hold a candle. Okay. <laughs> supposed to be the realness competition i okay. am being very Sexy. real you're supposed to keep it it's not real. a competition i'm being i am keeping it real if you want to go play and you and you and you think and i've been in this position several times Ooh. all right you think that person's better go ahead have fun with them you know i dated a person they moved to the city they were very new and i was very quickly head over heels and i was reluctant to date them because they was new to the city and you know how that whole thing is yeah they trying to mm. they was trying to taste the, the local flavors <laughs> the delicacies and i was like go have fun go play did they yes they did Ooh, okay but what i'm saying is it's like i'm not gonna like but you but you know what's up what we're here and if you want to go had it go had it but i know what i bring to the table mm-hmm. the table itself okay and that is realness <laughs> it don't get no realer than that. Uh, mess. Let's move on. It is time for I said what, what I said. said. My I said what I said for this week is that I had an amazing, lovely, wonderful time in Orlando, Florida, hanging out, meeting the people from Chosen Family, Trana mm-hmm. and Thomas LeBlanc, Connor, Ben and Christina from Gay Future and even mm-hmm. Lee from um History is Gay. Okay. And we had like a we had like like a chill time like after the panel we like really like kind of clicked and just we hung out for Aww. for the rest of the the weekend and we just we had a good time. We had some interesting conversations. We mm-hmm. went to Red Lobster. <laughs> I can never look at Red Lobster. Who would you fuck good? Ooh. When you fucking good, I, I took that ass to Red Lobster. Okay, Beyonce. I'm just like, yeah, did you get the biscuits though? So yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. We had like three baskets full of biscuits. Oh my god! And it was amazing. So the thing, the question we had the entire weekend, and we were like asking each other, is like, what is the point of Orlando? <laughs> I hadn't been to Orlando in probably since like college, and it was just so artificial there's no reason to go there my dear yeah theme parks okay you know mm-hmm. but we were like well, where's the kissing me. <laughs> where's where's the culture there isn't where's a culture. the you know the history where's the local flavor any, yeah anything like we went to downtown orlando Sis. and it was like it's oh, outlet stores okay like this is it it's outlet stores and darden restaurants a la, <laughs> pretty much red lobster yeah and it was just we couldn't figure out like why people actually go there, and because there was nothing outside of the theme parks. Right. I think it was that... only chain restaurants. Mm-hmm. It was only like tourists. But it caters to America, and when you think about America, you have to think about 
not New Yorkers, mm-hmm. not Los Angelinos, right. but Middle America. White middle America. That's who it caters to. Yeah. And it's about Disney and it's about Universal mm-hmm. and it's about the movies and it's about the rides and mm-hmm. the family and Mickey and Minnie and all that jazz. And yeah, the restaurants but... that they have there are things that people can get back at home because that's what they're familiar with. That's what with. they're used to. I mean, I do like Hash House of Go Go. Who? Oh, there's one in um, Marlton now, but no, it's, it's like a big brunch spot. They make really like chicken and waffles that are really high. It's every, all the food's very big and Southern. Mm, no, thanks. So my, I say what I said is that if I have kids, mm-hmm. I would never take them to Orlando. Really? Ever. Not, not to Disney World? No. Not to Magic Kingdom? Hell no. See, I would. Because Because that's would the not. point of Orlando. Mm-mm, no. Because what are you exposing them to? There's no culture there. There's no history there. Dis- well, there's Disney nothing that's culture. going. There's nothing there that's going it's to. artifice. There's nothing there that's going to expand their horizons. You're gonna pay a whole bunch of money to be in a place cooped up with a bunch of kids. It's all asphalt and concrete and fake facades and all of this artificial faux everything. Right. Like even the palm trees are like imported, <laughs> and so it's like, what are you there for? It's a whole bunch of, like you said, people from middle America who have never been anywhere anyway, Mm -hmm. and they don't know how to act, and there's just no sense of anything there. I would rather, and it's it's so expensive. It's so expensive. You pay so much money to be locked Mm -hmm. into a theme park all day to what, wait in line? To ride a ride for like 90 seconds right. or to pay a or bunch of money. Speed pass. I was about to say, to pay a bunch of money for that wristband. <laughs> <laughs> no, ma'am. It's a racket. And it's like, what are they being exposed to? Well, this to? is what I'll say. No. I would rather spend that exact same amount of money, take my child to Paris, London, Rome, Sweden. But what age child are we talking any kind of age. See, this is why I disagree because not for nothing, ten and under is not going to appreciate Paris, Rome, or London. Straight um, up, they will. But they also, were my there's, kid. A, there's a certain magic to no, make believe into into magic you in can the Magic make, Kingdom. You can make into believe and princesses. you are walking around these Roman ruins. But that's you for can... you. I don't know. For me, I would definitely no, take my children to, to Disney World because Never. children. Because childhood mainly, is a special time about make believe, uh-uh. and, and Disney does that well, and that's what it does no. well. And you can't get that anywhere else in the world. At least go to Paris and then take them to Disneyland in Paris. I will not do that because but, I'm not trying to subject myself to all them raggedy little kids, a selfish parents, and them parent. It's the parents who like are so unaware of what is going on. I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to be around all of y'all. I just all day. And, long. and no shade to podcast movement. I'm just questioning why uh-huh. Orlando. Was the, the well, it was in Philadelphia last year. Was it? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I would definitely have had it like in Miami. No. But Miami's not yeah. really a cute no, place no. either. It's mm-hmm. just as tacky. Yeah. But again, you want to think about like Vegas is always a fun place to have a convention. Oh, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Uh-uh. Nobody's attending the conference. That's true. But that's what you else. want. Uh-uh. But I said what I said. My kids will never go to Orlando. Oh. I feel bad for your kids. No, because one time I was in college, right? And we had a... Um, like a bowl game because I was on the marching band and we had to do a parade and so we were um, we had to do the parade like in uh, Disney World mm-hmm. so they took us through the back of Disney World mm-hmm. and it, lo- it lost all the magic right there right because you like, back of the house yeah because like Mickey Mouse she got her um, she's smoking a cigarette yeah, like <laughs> Minnie Mouse got her head off she's smoking a cigarette like Donald Duck is like eating a sandwich and I was just like, oh, what is this? And you see, like, all the wooden, like, 
structure mm-hmm. in the facade and you're like okay what is this? what i will say is that you know what for children it is nice but i always notice that even with my younger sisters and even like my nieces and nephews when we mm-hmm. go to disney world and it's too hot it's, right it's too many it's lines not it's not enjoyable and we had a timeshare so that's why people go every year mm-hmm. but what i found was that the children have more fun at the timeshare jumping in the pool right. being regular schmegular degular than going to the theme parks and doing all that mm-hmm. so to me I don't see the value in Orlando either but just one time and I think the parents Never. go for themselves not for the kids but... fuck them kids and I said what I said <laughs> alright child well my I said what I said this week is um gonna be shared by someone on social media cause I felt like they articulated how I felt yes. I love fast food and uh, I do like my chicken establishments. Uh-huh. I like my KFC. I like my churches. I like my Zaxby's. I like my Bojangles. Damn, girl, what don't you like? I used to love Popeye's. So lately, Popeye's had just launched this new sandwich. And you know, the ultimate chicken fast food restaurant for me is Chick-fil-A. I know y'all gonna hate on me because of their stance with the gays. Mm-hmm. But until you can find me another chicken purveyor who provides, Zaxby's. until then, I do like a Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hang me on a cross. They I, do love their crosses at Chick-fil-A. Ooh, ooh, they do. Mm-hmm. But Popeye's has launched a new sandwich. What's and it called? Sandwich. Sa- <laughs> and this is what I want to play. Yeah. All this motherfucking talk about this late ass. Late Popeye's ass. chicken sandwich. Yeah. God kept saying, oh, it's real good. Go get you one, friend. Go get you one. Mm. All it is is like a boundless piece of chicken with a bun and sauce on it. It's not even giving what y'all said it was supposed to give. <laughs> no, I wasted my money. So send me my money back. Yeah. Now, my cash app is open. <laughs> I love the internet. But that is Mr. Aaron Phillip. He's mm-hmm. actually a trans and differently abled fashion model. Oh, um, but I had to hear Who's a lot of agency? talk about this chicken sandwich over down at the Popeyes. And it was not the business. Mm-hmm. I did share with you mm-hmm. that I did try the Impossible Burger over at Burger King. Yeah. And it was really, really good. Okay. I actually really liked it mm-hmm. because it wasn't as juicy as the beef burger, mm-hmm. but it was more charred. Okay. The chicken sandwich at the Popeyes was not all that good. Oh, nice. It does not hold a candle to any of the Chick-fil-A sandwiches and or nuggets. Mm-hmm. It was not amazing. It was basically a dry ass chicken breast tenderless, you know, not tenderless. <laughs> A boneless and it was not good I said what I said it's time for tens 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 across the board my tens this week is going to Joseph Jason Namakaeha Mamoa also known as Zoe Kravitz stepdaddy Lisa Bonet's husband one of her stepdaddies who I'm next stepdaddy ciao bye I'm going to get with Lenny. And the Eskimo brother of Lenny Kravitz. So Cal Drogo, also known as Jason Momoa, he is getting my tens this week because he is bringing awareness to the dormant volcano in Hawaii, Moana Kaeha. Who, like the movie? Kind of. It's with a U, though. Oh. So Mauna? Mauna Kaeha. And so they want to build this telescope on top of this volcano. And so he's saying that if they try to build this, (laughs) 
if they try to build this telescope that's going to destroy, you know, like the um, the water supply is mm-hmm. going to destroy the, I guess, kind of infrastructure of the the volcano, and it's going to cause ecosystem. more. Yeah, it's going to cause <coughs> more detriment to the ecosystem than the benefit will be to, you know, build this telescope, and right. you know the people. The telescope people are talking about, you know, it's going to, if they build it, it's called the 30 meter telescope or TMT. They can see, you know, as far as, child, I don't know, a bunch of other places. But it's essentially building like an 18 story building on top of a mountain in Hawaii. Yeah, what I heard was that um, the, the the mountain also has a lot of um, religious and spiritual yes. significance. Uh-huh. So he... Dwayne Johnson, who just got married, I think in Hawaii too. He did. That yeah, was a to sad that basic day. white woman. That basic yeah. woman. He is Devastation so fine. To the nation. <sighs> and Bruno Mars. He Hawaiian too? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So they're all he trying like to it. he does. He does. They're all trying to bring awareness to get them to stop trying to build this uh telescope. Fuck that telescope. Basically. Man. Basically. But he gets my tens. For this week. Okay. Well, my tens goes to the state of Illinois. Uh, their governor, J.B. Pritzker, who was a Democrat, signed a bill mandating that public schools teach... Mandating? But he mandated... <laughs> mandated... Public schools in the state of Illinois teach LGBTQ history. So beginning in January 2020, pu- public schools in the Illinois area will now be required to teach LGBTQ history within their curriculum. And maybe they can refer to those panelists from the podcast movement mm-hmm. of, you know, gay history. Yeah. Because, you know, that's one thing that as I grew older, I kind of like rediscovered my black history. Mm-hmm. I rediscovered, you know, um, mixed heritage history and things like, you know, like um, Beethoven, the composer, he was of mixed heritage. You know, we love Meghan Markle here at the pod, but she was not the first black royal. You she's know, the first confirmed. She's the first confirmed, but mm-hmm. like some people, it, it historically Queen Charlotte was the first black mm-hmm. royal. Yeah. You know, and she was married, like she was like a queen. Yes, yeah, yeah. not no duchess. She's um of black Portuguese descent, right? Yeah, and like all her like the imagery, like that's yeah. it's undeniable. It's, yeah, she was black, so mm-hmm. it's just like I I kind of researched that, but mm-hmm. like the gay thing was kind of harder to research. Okay. Like, I remember reading about. Well, Maybe yeah. Abraham Lincoln had like some young boy lover. Ooh. So I think that's amazing. I am proud of the state of Illinois and I think the rest of the nation should follow in teaching the LGBT history. Yes. I feel like it's not going to have much of an impact outside of Chicago. Um, Probably not. Like in the rural areas? <laughs> yeah, like Urbana. No. <laughs> right. So but, you know, it's a first, it's a good first step. Yeah. So tens to the state tens, of Illinois tens, and Governor tens. Pritzker. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for the penultimate <laughs> episode of Category Is Season 1. Be sure to follow us on all things social media at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and, and Twitter. Twitter. Don't forget to write us a letter, comment, suggestion, or, you know, book us for some events. <laughs> you can reach us at Category Is Pod at gmail.com. gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe, like, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Yes. We are on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcast, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Spotify. We also want to remind you guys that this is the penultimate episode. So our last episode, our 50th episode yes. of season one is next, next week. week. Yeah. Can you believe it's been 50 episodes already? No, it went by so fast. That is crazy. Yeah. Mind blowing. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a, a brief. Very brief. Very brief. 
break. Mm -hmm. And we have some things that we're preparing for you to kind of revive and come back with a season two that is strong mm -hmm. and better than ever. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Episode 49. All right. We'll see you next week. The season finale. Yes. The category is bye. bye.